0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 1, titled Born Naked. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one corpulent co-host. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say... I think I was confused by the assignment. To Lori... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. To Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. How are you?
1: hi i'm good how are you
0: i'm doing very well everyone should know that uh i was like oh Lori, i can't wait to talk to you after this show and she was like i gotta go <laughs> she because you have well, to go you have to go spray your house for ants cockroaches oh cockroaches
1: yeah we have well because the house next to us and the house behind us have really bad cockroach problems and they're not uh-huh. doing anything about it mm-hmm. so we we're, we've been getting like every now and again we get cockroaches so I've just spray my whole backyard and front yard with uh, cockroach stuff to keep them out. So.
0: Luckily, we don't have a cockroach problem. But if I, if, I would move. I would literally. I don't think it can handle cockroach. Like you, you're fine to a cockroach.
1: No, I hate it. It's the worst. It like literally. I hate. I hate. Like um, the first couple of times I sprayed, I would come out and it'd be like a cockroach ga- graveyard oh, in my no, front no. Oh, front drive. No, stop!
0: Don't say this! Don't say this! It's gross. Yeah. Okay, I also have a fear of rats and snakes. And oh, I hate rats. Yeah, and snakes too. I don't like snakes. And in my parent's backyard, now you see my parents' backyard, but um, I was there one day. and I heard a rustle in the bushes, right? And uh-huh. I saw a like Lori. It was almost the size of a cat. That's how big this fucking rat was, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, and I freaked the fuck out. And I I've I've, this has been that that was the beginning of summer, right? Ooh. And I was just, like, afraid to go near the hill. I was just afraid of rats, blah, 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 right? Then yeah. The greatest thing happened, like, last week, actually. My dad comes in and he goes, I just saw the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. And he says that he was just standing there. And then all of a sudden, a hawk dove down when he was working on the yard. And he, like, to the point where he was like, "Ah!" Oh, and like ducked. And it grabbed the rat. Ugh. and took it away but then i think my dad got scared by my dad it then from a very high distance dropped the rat so the rat Ugh. was just splattered dead by the swimming pool so he's like oh i gotta Ugh. clean up the rat and i was like i i didn't want to look at it i refused to look at it but i was like yeah motherfucking rat that's what you get I'm glad a fucking hawk did that thank you <laughs>
1: Wait a second, you you were like, yeah, take that rat. Yeah, when the rat has done nothing to you but mm-hmm. be a rat, I that checks. I feel the same way about
0: cockroaches. Yeah, yeah, they just eat cockroaches, Lori.
1: There was this one. Uh, there was this like, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a it was like a giant lizard. Mm-hmm. It was a komodo dragon. That's sure. right. And there was a komodo dragon. I used to do uh, music like after school in when i was in high school and elementary school mm-hmm. and the place that i did the music at somebody like let a komodo dragon go loose mm-hmm. and so like you would just be walking like to your car or you'd be like we'd be like sitting outside like just hanging mm-hmm. out and all of a sudden a komodo dragon would no. just come out no. of the bushes
0: no no, no
1: it was not, the not most either. terrifying thing it was so no. sp- and it was like oh it was like i i hated it so much and it was like one of those things where you would forget because you were just like you know it would go you wouldn't see it for like months and all of a sudden you would just one time it went through my brother's legs it was like standing no no, no.
0: don't say that what
1: he was standing he was standing like uh playing catch with somebody and the komodo dragon just came out of a bush and like full fled and went through his legs and my his tail whipped so hard through my breath it like sliced his ankle Mm -hmm. and like cut his ankle and stuff and so it it was crazy
0: yeah. I, well, you know, what's funny is like a few years ago, gosh, maybe five, four or five years ago, I was in my brother's backyard and his daughters were playing in the backyard. And my oldest niece, uh, Molly, she goes, Uncle Joey, there's a lizard on your shoulder. And I thought she was doing that whole like, look, you know, and then you do and then they like go, haha, made you look. And I go, yeah, ha ha, and then she goes. My brother's like, my brother's like, no, really, look. And I what? And it was a fucking lizard sitting on my shoulder. Oh, and I freaked the fuck out, and I like threw it off me and was like doing like the weird, like <laughs> Jake. And my my niece thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever seen in her entire life.
1: Oh yeah, I proved to my cousins early on that I was not like a protector. Because it was like the like second year that they were here, and we were walking mm-hmm. uh, to my car from their house, and this tiny, tiny little dog was chasing after us, and I immediately like left them and ran to my car.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I,
1: the- I was like, ah. <laughs> so they were like,
0: yeah. okay. It was awful. So she's a wimp. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this question. Later on, when you're spraying outside your house for the cockroaches, will you be saying this?
1: Yes, and I will also put the stuff on a table, pose, and then walk over back
0: into the house. (laughs) So I'll do that as well. Yeah. So actually, speaking of, because I know you have places to go, let's jump right into the episode, Lori. This week, 14 brand new contestants walk into the workroom. We rated that Check. It doesn't take long before they're showing two looks in a runway challenge. Candy Ho doesn't like old people. Fame is convinced this is her challenge to lose. Violet casually reveals one of the fiercest looks in the history of the show. Jasmine is giving us no tea, no shade, and no pink lemonade. Jaden tries to coin about three catchphrases, hashtag too much. Sasha Bell didn't understand the challenge and the girls all walked the runway in their birthday suits. In the end, Violet Chachki was named the winner of the challenge, while Candy Ho and Tempest Azure were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. By the end of the episode, Candy was told, Shantae, you stay, while Tempest was asked to sashay away. Lori, named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: I liked how we got into it. Like, right away, they were like, boom, boom, like, you're doing a runway, and then... It just seemed like it was like... Uh, from every other episode I've seen of all the other seasons, it, this seems like a season... Like This seems like an episode, like, four or five... From other previous seasons but it's it's like they got into it at first season so i'm like oh this is gonna be this could be an interesting season Mm -hmm.
0: so are you liking the season so far i mean you've you've seen one episode
1: i've seen one episode yeah yeah i like i like it i like i like the the for the most part i like the drag queens Mm -hmm. i think that it's it it seems to me that it's obvious that it's upped you know it's it's uh the talent and the creativity. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think it's good. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing I like, I like, I actually really like the looks for the most part. I yeah. thought the spring looks and everything looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, even the looks that I thought were like not too good, I felt like were better than some of the looks that I had seen previously. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know the thing. Maybe the thing I didn't like was. I felt like, hmm. Well, I will say this overall as something, cause I don't really feel like I have a thing that I don't like for this episode, mm-hmm. but I, one thing I don't like in general is I've been noticing that when RuPaul is like upset or like, actually kind of being shady like kind of throwing shade she does this thing where she laughs while she talks Mm -hmm. so it's like if she's like actually like she's she's trying to play it off like she's like oh i'm just letting you know but it's like actually like no bitch take me seriously like she'll be like well you know this is an elimination challenge (laughs) you know (laughs) and it's really kind of unnerving yeah so yeah i would say that's the one thing i don't but i mean that's a general thing so Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, two things about the, about the episode. Gosh, I really miss the days when it was shorter episodes. I know that for fan, fans of the show, they like the longer episodes. But, well, actually, this one could have done with a longer episode. It felt like it felt very rushed. But yeah this didn't, I was
1: shocked that you said it cuz this
0: did it, not feel like a short episode. No, no, no. It, it felt very very rushed. But it reminded me, oh, well this show can be tight in, you know, an hour. You, you can do most drag Race episodes you can do in an hour. But uh this one, you know, and this is in that but again, this one could have been a 90-minute episode and it would have worked in this one I was telling you earlier, there's not really much to recap outside of the looks. Because there really isn't much interaction between the queens this episode. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it it kind of goes in the very typical way of like the two people that you think that kind of have, you know, are, are fighting with each other in the you know in the backstage area are are the ones who have to lip sync against each other so it's like it's one of those things where it's like which i don't necessarily i mean maybe that's the thing i don't like is i don't i don't feel like i feel like sasha gray should have gone home
0: sasha because sasha gray is a porn star but sasha is the the contestant you're thinking of yes sasha bell should have gone home
1: because she absolutely did not do the challenge whatsoever
0: well, I think, well, we can talk about it when we get there, but my theory why Sasha Bell was not up against Tempest Azure. I have a theory. Okay. Now, um, now, Lori, uh, the other thing I liked about this episode was the looks were, yeah, you're right. On, on the whole, the looks were on point. Uh, really, really good. Like, there were ones that were obviously bad, but for the and I'm talking about the, the mini challenge looks. Um, I actually think as a challenge, and then maybe this will be the thing I didn't like. I didn't like the naked runway couture look, which is funny because they're all wearing these bodysuits with zippers in the back. So the illusion is ruined. Meanwhile, Violet is, comes out actually nude. And Michelle reads her. And I'm like, but she actually, like, if anything, yeah. really did the challenge. And what's funny, she says, I'm getting boy from this. And I think there's something about Violet. I, were you even thinking boy, Lori, or no? No.
1: I think it was because there wasn't, there wasn't any boot, fake, fake boobs. Yeah. But then I, I also feel like here's the thing. I, one of the things about the challenge, and now, now that I say I don't have anything I didn't like about the episode, I'm thinking of all the things that I was annoyed by. Um, so my aunt watches a lot of cooking. Sh- competition shows and i hate the cooking competition shows because they're always like we get we're giving you play-doh make a five course meal out of play-doh and then the and then the judges critique them as if they were you know supposed to be able to know how to do everything it's like oh you really didn't know how to you know cook the risotto correctly it's like it's they were using fucking play-doh and i feel like that's this challenge is that like They wanted them to be naked and then they get mad at them that they don't look girly enough. It's like, well, they're fucking men. Like, of course, if they get naked, if they get close to naked or as naked as they're supposed to be, then they're going to look like men. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like that she did the best job of like trying to look like a model kind of boy Mm -hmm. and or trying to look like a model woman and still going as naked. I felt like she should have won the challenge.
0: Yeah, maybe. Well, she did win the challenge.
1: Oh, she did? hmm No, who won Oh no, wait. She won the Okay. Violet never mind. was
0: the winner of this week's challenge. But you know, Kathy
1: I keep Griffin... getting her confused with Miss Fane. Oh, Sorry.
0: I see. So Kathy Griffin made the point very wisely that a lot of these, you know, super thin uh fashion models do have no boobs. You yeah. know? So and they they have a lot of like almost like boy features. One, two, it's one of those things I think would not fly nowadays with our non-binary um we've transitioned now into like you know especially in drag that binary and all that is not important so like i i wonder if, if violet would have gotten the same read you know
1: oh now. yeah that well probably from michelle visage because she's you know
0: i don't think she changes her opinions on anything what's really funny is michelle's obviously had a cold or something and she sounds super husky this episode
1: yeah well also i thought it was so funny whenever it, uh she was contradicted mm-hmm. she would always just like look like Ugh! like she just looks so upset that anybody would contradict what she well, was well season
0: seven is the height of michelle at her most ness. i feel she's now that she's sort of met the fans and now taking she's a little a little nicer After the workroom entrances, the show wasted no time. RuPaul entered the workroom and delivered this week's mini-challenge. The girls are going to walk the runway and show two different looks, one from spring and one from fall. We open up on a runway, and RuPaul, Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, Alaska, and Matthew Anderson are sitting waiting for the fashion show to begin. Alaska's bringing us uh, Anna Wintour... Uh, realness there and I, I'm for people who are out there maybe Matthew's channeling somebody I don't know who it is kind of I'm gonna get an email like how do you not know like Nami Harder what listener Nami Harder gonna be like how do you know that Matthew Hard, that Matthew Anderson's doing famed fashion uh uh journalist you know Hans Ogilby and I'm like what I didn't know who Hans Ogilby is ugh Nami Harder is there a real fashion person no, named Hans Ogilby I made it up Oh, Okay,
1: I feel like that would actually be a thing.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the different look. Now, Lori, I know this is unfair to do to you because I just sprung on Lori that we're not going to really cover the looks per se as much as some of our favorites and least favorites from each look. So, spring twenty fifteen uh, of all the looks, were there any that really caught your eye, or for for <laughs> bad and good reasons? Uh,
1: I I will say for for the most part, I like I thought Ginger Minch. Did a really good job. I feel like Ginger Minge out of all the seasons I've seen so far, and mind you, I've only been up to season three. I'm now starting, well, I'm going to start season four tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like Ginger Minge is the first plus-size drag queen I've seen that, like, actually dresses well to her body type. Okay. And I feel like she, so I really like that. Because I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you don't see an overweight drag queen. You see a drag queen washing, walking you know the runway mm-hmm. and i think that's really great um let's see uh that n- 19 uh 50s drag queen i'm uh, mind you i'm going to get all of my all of the uh names messed up so i apologize but the one that came in and had like the gray hair in max. the beginning max max mm-hmm. i actually liked her looks mm-hmm. i thought they were good um as far as like uh people that really, I'm trying to go through and see the uh, Katia. I feel like did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I actually thought in this round that were in the bottom were Tempest and Jasmine masters. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that I first thought, but yeah, everybody did great. I mean, I feel like, yeah, Katya did really well. Uh, Violet Tchotchke. I really liked, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I felt like for the most part, all of the, all of the Queens, brought it there were some that i think maybe faded into the background because others were you know might have been better Mm -hmm. but you know i just i don't know i like i liked them well you know the
0: the thing let me get to my tops right now i thought miss fame looked phenomenal it was something you could see walking down the runways of paris milan you know yeah uh and she look and she looks the part too she looks like a fashion model you know
1: and yeah. Violet. Well, Tchotchke. all of them kind of do. I mean, for the most part, all of them kind of. I mean, well, I would say all the tall white men look like fashion <laughs> models.
0: So yeah, and Violet Chachki, who is not white by the way, there's some sort of mix there. I don't know what it is. Nami Harder, I'm sure, is going to write to me and be like, uh, she, "I know she's, I know there's Latina in her. I don't know what else." Right.
1: Well, we found. I found out that Trixie Mattel is American Indian.
0: Don't get so. me started on that fucking bullshit. I. I okay. I, <laughs> this <laughs> comes up all the time. When Trixie does weird ass uh, shit and people go like, oh, you know Trixie's Native American. I'm, a, I'm not here for this, right? And then I would have to do a whole special episode of why I'm not here for this, okay? And this has nothing to do with Native American people, okay? The po- I'll give you okay. this. No matter what race you are, if you read as white, people treat you like a white person. Okay? That's it. End of story. You could even be... La- there are Latinos who look white as you know like any other caucasian person right and they well, get treated differently than dark latinos
1: i would say i would say yes i think in this day and age yes but i would i would also say that in past that has not ne- not necessarily been the, the experience it's well, mostly that it's it's been that because when people find out oh you have american indian or you have black or you have mexican then you're automatically no matter how white you look you're automatically looked at like you're the minority portion and you're treated as such. And so I feel like that's probably where that comes from. Now in this day and age, I I agree with you. I feel like at this, at the 2019, if you look white, you are treated white.
0: Yeah. Look, I, like I said, my, 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 my issues with Trixie and her native American heritage are much more complicated than that, but that's simple answer. All right. I don't, I don't disagree with you. Usually I do. But uh this in this case I don't. Uh okay, so uh so I like I thought Miss Fame and Violet looked fantastic. All right? Yeah. Um Jasmine Masters, you know what's so funny is like Tammy Brown, Jasmine Masters is one of these people that has found fame despite their limited number of appearances on the show, right? Uh, and very popular with her um, you know, and Masters videos on YouTube, you know, and um and so I – it was fun to revisit it, but to go like, wow, her taste level is really out of sync with this show. And the look that she brought to these to the spring run, I'm only talking about spring right now, were question. it was another one of the showing the abs.
1: Yeah. You know? I feel – and that to me just shows like – that's something that you do it like, you know, further on in the season when you're like – when you've reached all of your bag of tricks and you're like, okay, now I'm going to show – my body yeah. or that's something she could have done what she you know in the new challenge yeah so yeah
0: i don't i just know yeah, which like, is so funny you would think that's the challenge where she's gonna do it and then she doesn't do it yeah it's so bizarre all right let's move on to fall 2015 where any standout looks for you Lori?
1: um you know what's funny is i actually liked sasha bell's
0: outfit <gasps> no it was awful i even wrote down sasha bell looks awful
1: I like I will say this I think if she had taken off that weird underbelly piece the outfit would have been great it would have been a really pretty her hair was great it would have been a really pretty red color if she had just taken that weird underbelly thing that yeah once Michelle Visage pointed out that it looked like the underbelly of a a, of a lizard I was like yeah that's it um but yeah I I like that I was um a little disappointed with uh shoot what's her name um Davenport, Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy Davenport. I thought for the longest time when she was walking the runway, I thought, "Oh, she's going to be able to she's going to un- undo her thing cuz it, it was like right after Violet Chachki had done that flip where she had like revealed mm-hmm. that she had she had a black thing on and she revealed she had this like, you know, kind of like um checkered th- uh Burberry thing on underneath. And so Violet Tchotchke or uh, uh, Kennedy Davenport comes out with like a green shawl almost like tied up. And I thought, oh, she's going to undo that and reveal that she has a, gr- a great outfit underneath. No, that was it. That was the effort. <laughs> like, no, okay, she was well. from the
0: Weezy Jefferson collection. By the way, it's so funny. I've seen so much Kennedy over season seven and over All Stars three that um, – I realized, oh, that's that fucking wig. She uses that wig all the time. It's like one of her go-to wigs. And i was like, oh, there it is. Oh, really? The first time we see that wig. Yeah. So. Well, I
1: mean, if it works, you know.
0: Hmm. Um. My thoughts on t- fall 2015. I thought Ginger looked good. I thought she looked really good, actually. Um. Pearl didn't do it for me in the spring, but I loved her look in the fall. I loved Pearl's fall look. And that was so cool. Yeah and so youthful, and uh, I loved it. Uh, Violet Chachki, of course, one of the most legendary looks in the history of the show. It's always on memes, it's everywhere all over the internet, you know, Carson reacting and whatnot. So that was a good one. And I thought Sasha Bell looked awful. I thought she looked, I was like, oh my god looked awful the problem was that if you're going for a couture really the only people who really brought couture were fame and tchotchke maybe a little bit of pearl like something you would see on the runway everybody else just looked like fancy drag queens yeah you you wouldn't really see it on on any runway
1: yeah i always i always viewed couture as something that looks great in like a show but like you can't wear it out like it wouldn't be something that like you could wear to dinner and so I agree with you. I think everything else, everybody else is like, "Oh, I you could wear
0: that to dinner."
1: Yeah,
0: like a fancy dinner. All right. Any final thoughts on this runway mini challenge, Lori?
1: I I was shocked. I honestly felt like for the first challenge, most of the queens did pretty well. Yeah, they did pretty good. Um, I thought obviously there were a couple that I was like, oh, "Okay, they're you know they're going to struggle," mm-hmm. but for the most
0: part, I was like, "Oh, this might be a tough season." Yeah. After the girls got out of their drag, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's main challenge. You need to create a resort wear look that tears away to reveal a nude illusion. Because you are what? Hashtag boy naked and the rest is drag. All right, after the girls work for a while, RuPaul entered the workroom to check on their progress. Tempest Azure teaches costume design, and she wants to perform well in the show to lead by example. Tempest also recently lost a lot of weight in order to live long enough to be there for her adopted children. Candy Ho thinks showing a lot of body is on her alley, and Jasmine Masters confuses RuPaul with her cocoon, with her cocoon reveal idea. Lori... No, no, we're not there yet. Sorry. God damn it. What's wrong with me today, Lori... But this is one
1: of the reasons why I, I was I've been trying to get um, Maria to do like live streaming mm-hmm. either through video or, or like on Mixler or something mm-hmm. for bloody podcasts and she keeps going like, But what if we mess up? And I go, <laughs> Have
0: you bit seen Joe? We,
1: we will mess up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and we'll just edit it out. Yeah.
0: Later in the workroom, Trixie's boyfriend's parents didn't like that she was a drag queen and, in particular, didn't like her style of drag. Meanwhile, Katya is worried about being naked because she doesn't think she has the body for it. Laura, your thoughts on all our time here in the workroom, the table visits, the Trixie's boyfriend, the the, everyone getting to see each other out of drag. What, What were your thoughts here?
1: um i liked i liked uh, seeing everybody out a drag i i don't know i feel like katya was a little bitchy mm-hmm. in the where like you know all, who are all these people it's like who are you dude you look like a you know a meth addict but that just I think, finally.
0: well first of all careful eating car you don't know this katya is a meth addict really <laughs> yes okay so, oh okay so careful we find that out this episode one so, everyone who's listening, Lori's never watched the show, so she doesn't know that. Okay, one. Two, I thought Wait, she was. Were... Wait, she's really a meth addict. Yeah, she has problems. Oh yeah, God, that's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Two is, I didn't take what Katya was saying as reading the other people as much as, and this is very Katya this season, giving her our, our first dose of self effacing humor.
1: Well, she said that Ginger Minge looked like Bob Hoskins out of Drag. <laughs> That's not a compliment. No, it's not. So, you know, I feel like it, you can't have that head mm-hmm. and make fun of other people. That's all I have to say to Katya. All right. You know, Ginger Minch can lose weight. You're still going to have that face. Um. So, yeah, that, that disappointed me. And that, that she did that. Because I actually was a fan of hers Yeah, in the beginning. And I then think, I kind I like, of.
0: Hey. I think you still will be a fan of hers. I think I'm, I'm, I'm reserving my retort because I think you just have to just buy into the show and we'll, we will get there. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, what did you think about RuPaul's time with Tempest du jour? And we learned that Tempest, because now we know what happens to Tempest. Tempest revealing that she teaches costume design at like a uh, community college. And so she's really like, well, you know, I have to do well for my students because it would be embarrassing if I go first. And meanwhile, she goes first. Uh, and also her outfits looked kind of horrible.
1: Yeah. Her outfits looked like somebody that they were made by somebody who's a costume teacher at a
0: community college. <laughs> Well, no, but the important word and I think Michelle talked about this is costume, you know, and it's very what she has. And we're seeing this. This probably would have flown on like season one or two, but it's a very old school style of drag. And so whenever those girls pop up on Drag Race now, it always seems weird and almost like mothball-y, like outdated. Um, Yeah. And what about the fact? Go ahead.
1: I feel like sometimes, in my opinion, I feel like sometimes RuPaul or the, the show adds these people on, not necessarily because they think they'll have a chance to win, but just so that when people say, oh, you guys are ageist or you guys are a racist or what they're like, no, we had we had Tempest on, yeah. you know, uh-huh. so you can't call us ageist. So mm-hmm. but it's like, no, you have to, like, actually, you know, not just pick somebody, pick yeah. somebody who you feel like could actually win the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, she, she seemed very nice But I just didn't think that she From the beginning I was like She's either going home this episode Or next episode
0: What did you think about the idea That uh, she lost a lot of weight she, she, So she, was, she had been much heavier before You and I used to have a podcast Where we tried to lose weight And everyone should know Who didn't hear this podcast We landed up gaining weight
1: I gained yeah, I gained a considerable amount of weight. Yeah. Uh I mean good for good for him. I mm-hmm. think that's amazing. And I think that it's really sweet that he did that so he could be, you know, around for his kids and stuff like that. And his kids just were so freaking cute. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I was like, I feel I feel like with some of these drag queens, I feel like this is all they have. Mm-hmm. And with Tempest, I was like I don't necessarily know if she's going to got what it takes because she has so much outside of drag, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, some people like it. I And sometimes I think you need to have that, like, you know, make it kind of attitude, like go for broke because it, that way you just keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And if you have like, like, uh, it's in comedy too. Like, um, we know a lot of people. I, we have a friend, Adam. We have, I, we, we know two Adams. Who had like really good jobs and they would go for like, they would do comedy for a bit. And then when it got tough or when it didn't feel like they were doing well, they would back off because they had a family, they had a wife, they had kids, they had a really good job. Mm-hmm. And then they would back off and then they would get that itch again and then they come back. So that's kind of how I felt about um, the whole losing weight and everything kind of tied into that.
0: Now you should know that in the years since this season aired, uh, Tempest and her husband have gotten divorced
1: no oh were you
0: really pulling for them
1: yeah they look so cute together
0: they should call her tempest divorce now instead of tempest du jour no what did you what were your thoughts on candy ho uh and her showing that it's on her alley to show a lot of body what are your thoughts on candy ho let's talk talk about it here because uh uh, she you know when when tempest walked into the workroom she's like how old are you and she seems to have a real problem with how old tempest du jour is what were your thoughts on that
1: I, I mentioned this last episode when we talked about looks. I felt like, yeah, I felt like it was maybe a little out of the left field and not, not appropriate. But I felt like Tempest missed her real opportunity to be like, well, how old are you? You know, like, I, I feel like it was one of those things where she could have come back at her and kind of put her in her place. But, yeah, I you know, I, I feel like Candy just is young and has a lot of, you know, she wants to be. Um, at, at a certain place. And I don't think she's there yet, but mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. So I think she just has a lot of anger as to where she's at. And she like, you know, she does the me style of makeup, which is just put a lot of bronzer all over your neck. Is that what you so, do? Yeah. When I, when I did musicals and stuff, I literally was just told to just like, essentially just put bronzer all over my face. Cause the mm-hmm. lights would, would, would melt me out. And so, um, I did that. So then when I started doing makeup, when I had to put makeup on for other things, it was just like I would put so much bronzer on that I was essentially doing, like, blackface. So my mom had to, like – when we I remember one time we went to a wedding and we were late because my mom had to, like, wipe my makeup off because she was like, Lori, it looks like you're a
0: Mexican woman from the neck up. So – and then, uh, Jasmine Masters confused the shit out of Rupaul with trying to explain the cocoon idea. Well, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about this moment because i it was funny watching it back, and I had my own thoughts. what 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 were your thoughts here during it?
1: I think it was edited. I mean, the way that they made it seem, it seemed like it was less confusing than it it was. Like, I feel don't get me wrong. I feel like maybe Jasmine Masters is trying to be more colorful with mm-hmm. her words. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like you could get the picture. What what she was trying to do? I felt like RuPaul maybe was like you know acting up a little bit or trying to play to the camera and be like I'm so confused. Yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't think it was that complicated. But I did think it
0: was funny. I think playing to the camera is a really good way of putting it. Uh, you know, be a really funny meme. I wish I knew how to edit videos and stuff like that. Is did you watch the video? Now, by the way, everyone, if you're listening to this in in the summer of 2020 or beyond uh this is september 2019 when we're recording this and so we just had the emmy award and drag race won an emmy for best reality competition series yeah and a woman a reporter from essence magazine asked about the lack of diversity on the show speaking specifically behind the scenes speaking specifically to rupaul who is standing there with a bunch of white producers white cis male producers all standing behind her and RuPaul is so uncomfortable doing basically the way Jasmine sounded with the cocoon that's how RuPaul sounded trying to explain her way out of uh what this woman's question was and i wish i wish i had the video capabilities to cut to intercut RuPaul answering that question with RuPaul responding to jasmine masters in the workroom if anybody's good at that can come and do it for me please thank you all right i'm talking to the i'm talking to everyone in our chat room by the way in the future uh any other thoughts here Lori, on this uh th- this is guys everyone this is pretty much it for the workroom any, any anything else here Lori?
1: um
0: i was a little confused
1: about trixie mattel's story yeah um native american trixie mattel mm-hmm story about uh the her boyfriend's family mm-hmm. is okay with tri- with her son being gay and with Trixie but then found out that Trixie did drag and is like absolutely like I want nothing to do with you. I don't get that. Well, what, what that I, doesn't make
0: any sense. Well, no, I could see that cuz there are people who are okay with there are a lot of gays by the way. It's it's funny you're saying this there are a lot of gay men. Who hate drag queens and don't like drag? It's especially these gay bros. You know about gay bros, Lori? Yes, okay. I had I knew a lot of gay bros. Oh, did you? Is yeah, j- I feel like your your best friend Justice Blaine Wainwright is a gay bro. Is he kind of a gay bro?
1: No, he's he's like he just doesn't find drag. He I think he thinks that drag is meant only meant to be funny, and so he's like I I don't really find drag funny, and so he's just sort of like well then. What is the point if it's not funny, sort of mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. And so that's his mentality. But I think he, you know, he—it's not like he's like, oh, people shouldn't do drag. He's like, do whatever you want.
0: Well, no, well, I th- but I, th- I think it does border on the. Ga- I think Gabros are like they think they feel like drag makes gay people look bad and stuff like that, right? And and that those people are freaks and whatnot. And so. um I think there are people, there are also families who like, like, I think my parents would, would, I would never, I have no interest in doing drag, but if I did drag, I think that would be like the, the, the line for them. I don't, I think that they see it, I think people, especially older parents, see it as like buffoonery, you know, and like a clown. They don't, they, they just are very confused by it. Right. And so, but
1: you did stand up comedy. And that to me seems more embarrassing.
0: They were embarrassed about it. Now, let me ask you this. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny. So, what I'm saying is I could see that. But what's funny, though, is the next part of the story, though, is you would think it would make the parents okay with the drag. Because then the next part of the story is about how they didn't like her makeup, and her cartoonish makeup. So, what, yeah. what's confusing is, like, I could actually see... You know, if you were dating a guy and he did drag, and his parents had a problem with, like, you know, Miss Fame because they're like, "Well, what's going on? Is he a woman? Is he a man? I don't understand." Right? I'm not saying it's yeah. right. That's how they would think. But when you what what essentially Trixie's makeup looks like, is it looks like she's doing a clown performance. Yeah. Right? So I could see them go, like, "Oh, wait, she's a clown. She's a comedian." You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like it's a weird. I feel like it's a weird thing to to, to just be so abhorrent like to me I could see I could see not understanding it mm-hmm. you know but to be so the way that she explains it was that like they are they they were begging her, her his boyfriend to break up with him mm-hmm. because he did drag and it was like I don't get that so I don't know. I I just think that's a little far fetched.
0: All right, well, let's move on to the actual runway challenge. We're talking about the looks, were there any like highs and lows for you, Lori, in terms of the looks?
1: Um, I'm gonna go through because it's been a little. Well, then, a you minute. know, while
0: you do that, why don't I go through? That gives you some time to buy it, right? So okay. It, it was a naked runway. First of all, Sasha Bell, like, what? I mean, like, yeah it's not nude right no. it's not naked it's like so how did she misunderstand the challenge Well, i don't get she's literally wearing a one-piece swimsuit then for let's even for, let's even say okay right you thought it was a, a like you know nude color swimsuit or something right but then the black bra underneath yeah what was that and then tempest de outfit i was just like oh my god oh no that looked awful it looked awful and yeah. what's funny is they're talking about she lost a lot of weight it made her look saggy it and the hair it made her look she what the outfit she chose and the way she came out emphasized her age and the fact that her body i think she just now on that one i'll give her a pass i think when you lose a lot of weight you're just not comfortable with your body yeah you know but i don't know girl it was rough that was a rough that road. was bad no yeah um, Max, what were, did, what what are you, what were your thoughts on the coming out with the cane and that whole weird thing? What were your thoughts on that?
1: No, I didn't like that at all. I thought that was like be, um, offensive. Like I was like, what the
0: hell is she doing? Oh, you know, it's so funny that you say that. I was watching an old some they had some old horror movies on Turner Classic Movies the other day. And in between, the theme was a disabled person's perspective on horror movies—it's a whole thing, right? Uh huh. And so when they were introducing the next one, it was disabled. She, was, she literally in a wheelchair is a very obviously disabled, right? Yeah. And she would like, for instance, I had just what did I what had I seen? Oh, Bride of Frankenstein. She didn't like the way they portrayed the blind person in there, right? Okay, which is fine. It was an old, you know whatever. So now the next movie is The Hunchback of Notre Dame, right? Uh huh. And they go like, okay, so what, what is your perspective? She's like, well, this is a very offensive movie, you know, because it's saying that because you're a hunchback, you're a freak, and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, I get that. And then this Ben Mankiewicz. He asks her, how if, if they came to you and they were going to remake The Hunchback of Notre Dame and they came to you to consult, what, what would, how would you change the movie? And she goes, well, first of all, I would make it is that he's a beloved and valued member of the community. And that no one cares about his hunchback. And I'm like, well, then there's no story. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine, right? It's just like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Well, then you say, like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this movie. <laughs> but if you do it, you're like, well, no, everybody loves him. And he's a valued member of the community. Where you're like, well, then there's no movie. He's a valued member of the
1: community, but he's gay. So everybody hates him <laughs> for that. Nobody, hate, nobody dislikes his hunchback, but yeah. they all call him faggot. Yeah uh <laughs> uh okay no i i thought it was because it's like what what was the was that humor was she trying to be funny no i don't know I don't and know. then what's funny about that is it because of the stilts now i have something to say well first let me say i absolutely hated rupaul's outfit you did this. yeah well, her I boobs it didn't was... match
0: her her body
1: it didn't match her body it looked like it looked like, um, like a, a sheer, like the stuff that you throw at like parties mm-hmm. to like put up like streamers. It looked like streamers that she just found and taped to a bodysuit. Um, I thought it was. I did not like it. Uh, I will say, Haley's mom from the chat room said that she's. Here's what happened to Sasha. She had a blue mystique cosplay look. They mm-hmm. wouldn't let her wear it, so oh. she had to pull together whatever. So I will say I, I think that that sucks. I think that she should have been allowed to wear it, wear it maybe because of like copyright or something. She wasn't. But that still doesn't mean that she had to wear a black bra underneath, a you know, a, a skin skin bathing suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. She just it, it was like she just went out and was like, well, fine, I'm just going to wear this then. She mm-hmm. could have at least put some effort into yeah. it. And I feel like she put no effort into well, it.
0: Well, also, I mean, if you see Violet Chachi's going down the runway nude, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking nude.
1: Yeah, go nude. Just spray paint spray paint your body. Yeah. Or, like, she had that outfit that was, like, it looked a little like uh, J-Lo's... Um, MTV, which, by the way, guys, check out JLo's.
0: Lori, I swear, to uh, Christ, runway walk Versace one-way walk. It is so three freaking good. Episodes, she is the most
1: beautiful woman in the entire world. Goddamn I mean, fucking oh my dress. god, I have been watching that like a hundred times. It's, it's, it's the worst so thing, Lori? Like,
0: are you going to bring this up every fucking episode? Yes. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I'm gonna make it the cover so, art for the show with JLo in that
1: outfit. Uh, I, I would, I would watch that I would look at that all the time. I've been watching that non-stop. Um no, so it, I think if she had just kind of like cut it to make it sort of like you know, revealing, it could have been a lot better. But she mm-hmm. just used it as like a shawl and then unveiled this, you know, cheapy thing. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um I uh, I liked I actually liked Miss Fame's look. I mm-hmm. thought that's why I was saying. I thought I was totally confused by so, I apologize in the beginning. I made no sense. I thought Miss Fame should have won.
0: Oh, I think Because
1: see what I think that Miss Fame did the. Because here's the thing it was a naked illusion. Now, don't get me wrong. I felt like still like Violet Chachki did the. Did a naked illusion to a point because, you know, she tucked and she did. So she tried to make herself look like a woman to a certain point. But I felt like Miss Fame maybe. I felt like did it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So. That's That was my opinion. Um, but yeah, I uh, I felt like... I thought Ginger Minj did a good job. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Masters was disappointing because yeah. it was the one time she could have shown off her body and said I felt like she put more stuff on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's I agree like with you
0: with Jasmine Masters. I'm going to tell you something. I usually don't notice makeup stuff until it's on the main stage and someone points it out and then they so the camera shows you and never noticed it on the runway. I noticed two things on the runway. One, Candy Ho's beard. Yes. I think like, she have a beard. And two, and this comes up later I think. Ginger Minge has this huge black line at her hairline where it looks like almost like her wig is like fading out of her forehead it's really odd and, and and i think it comes up as a critique later on but i noticed it this week too that like is like a huge black like faded black thing on her forehead between her wig and her forehead
1: yeah i think she was trying to make it seem like her hair was pulled back starting at a certain point but it mm-hmm. just yeah it does it definitely i think well see i didn't notice that until you said it and i'm looking at it right now and i i can definitely tell but yeah, when I first saw it, I thought that it looked like it was her hair was pulled back. But yeah, maybe, if you, look, if you inspect it,
0: yeah. Um, all right, any other thoughts on the looks, Lori?
1: Um, again, I felt for the most part, I felt like they brought it. I, I, you know, I the people that I felt like kind of faltered in the in the runway mm-hmm. were the ones who faltered in the in the this. So I feel like overall, you know, I, I it's gonna be to me. I feel like it's gonna be a, a good season. I right, am excited good. from based off this one episode.
0: All right. Back on the main stage, Violet and Fame were in the top, while Sasha Bell, Candy Ho, Jasmine Masters, and Tempest Azure were in the bottom. On the main stage, RuPaul asked the contestants whom they were least impressed with thus far in the competition. The names were across the board, but Sasha and Tempest had the most votes. Tempest calls Candy out on the stage for her ageist comments, and Candy does a weak job defending herself. After the judges' deliberations, Violet Tchotchke was named the winner of the challenge, while Candy Ho and Tempest Azure were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, Geronimo by RuPaul. After all was said and done, Candy Ho lived to see another day, while Tempest Azur was asked to sashay away. Lori, Aragon camp. any final thoughts on the episode?
1: Uh, so what is your... You said you had a theory as to why Sasha Bell was not... Well, yeah, uh,
0: so Candy Ho and on the main stage and also in the workroom, Candy Ho and, and Tempest DuJour had basically done the producers jobs for them by, you know, that's the only closest thing to like a little bit of a war they had going on in that season. So they're like, well, let's put the two people who hate each other against each other. The young well, person versus you the old person. But do you think that
1: that would be like, that would be worth keeping? Like, it seems to me like that would be something that like, oh, these people obviously don't like each other. Let's save it for later. Or do you think that they, they obviously saw that they weren't talented enough to maybe last future episodes? They're like, well, we might as well get this done while we
0: can. Well, we don't know how long Candy Ho lasts for, but maybe they were like, we're done with Tempest Azure. Well. We got everything I, we got.
1: I time. would be shocked. I mean, again, I haven't seen, but I would yeah, be shocked if uh-huh. Candy Hill lasts mm-hmm. more than. Th- I
0: swear to God, I have not seen any any episodes yeah have you gone on wikipedia personally? or gone on any no have you, you got any i haven't because yeah, if, if, i know how many episodes she's on so if you name that fucking number i swear to christ i will not even stop the microphone i will you'll hear me walk downstairs okay <sighs> turn on the car you'll hear my car leave Okay. And then about 20 minutes later, there will be a knock at your door, you answer, and I punch you in the face. Because, and I know you're saying violence against women, I don't consider you a woman, and I don't consider myself a man. So we're both non gender people, it's a, me, a non-gendered person, punching another non-gendered person in the face.
1: Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna draw a nose on my butt, and I'm gonna wa- <laughs> open the door doing a stand standstill, so you just <laughs> have to punch me right in the asshole. I uh, what, would- <laughs> episode I'm gonna say the way that you're making it sound makes it seem like it's probably the like episode three or four
0: is that right i don't know i gotta look actually because it depends what i want there's a lot there's a lot of traffic right now <laughs>
1: there's a lot of traffic
0: second let me see here
1: i'll make a i'll make a firm three i haven't looked but i'll make a firm three okay hold Episode on for a
0: second okay 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 all right i'm not gonna say anything all right damn uh, it uh, ah damn you yeah i'm not gonna say wait mm-hmm. are
1: you not gonna say because i'm right are you not gonna say because I'm, I'm not right? gonna
0: say because i realized telling you would gi- would would give things away shit
1: yeah um yeah, so okay, I kind of I I talked myself back into believing into your conspiracy theory because okay. I was like, well, maybe they're just not, because Can- I I will say I feel like Candy has personality. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like she has it in the looks or makeup department. Mm-hmm. So, you know,
0: I don't know. We'll see.
1: Um. Uh, can I make a prediction? Because sure. I haven't. Obviously, sure. I
0: haven't. uh yeah. you have not. It. You have not seen an episode. You're right. Go I'm ahead. not seen an episode, not so I'm going to make. What? Not seen an episode. You haven't seen an episode.
1: I'm not seen the uh, past episode one. Hmm. I think. Uh, okay. Let me see. Based off what you have to say, mm-hmm. I think Ginger Minge just third. Uh I think Miss Fame is runner-up, and I think Violet Tchotchke is the winner.
0: Interesting. Now, why do you say that?
1: Uh, Because I honestly don't think that RuPaul will ever have an overweight drag queen win (laughs) RuPaul's Drag Race um and i think that you know from what i've gotten from like the chat room and stuff in the last mm-hmm. two episodes that we've done mm-hmm. it i feel like violet tchotchke and miss fame are the ones that everybody keeps talking about so mm-hmm. i feel like those are the ones that are in the, are further along in the show and uh so i think that but i think violet tchotchke is just mm-hmm. a little bit more talented
0: than miss fame okay. so uh all right well very good um any other th- final thoughts on the episode
1: yeah, I'm excited. I feel like it's, I also kind of, I know it sounds dumb, but I like, because I haven't seen the thing where they have the the statue, mm-hmm. and I like that they get to take something with them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was nice. I thought that was cute. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. I think there's a lot of personalities. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I I am excited for there to be more backstage, more like dressing room, banter
0: because i felt like we didn't really get a lot of that well i think you will definitely get it this season all right uh all right well that's gonna do it for this episode of rupaul's drag race recap be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each episode not brand new episode because it's an old season of rupaul's drag race season seven so for laurie Roggenkamp and myself
1: sashay away until next time
0: something to say email us at recap at gmail.com follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash recap. you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at dragracerecap our instagram account is managed by steven starling if you want access to more drag race content and other afterthought media shows support us at patreon.com slash afterthought media you can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker... Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sirmet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Haley Sklans and Her Mom, and Jordan Darling. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.